fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. It's Pat and Stu in for Glenn on the Glenn Beck Program today. Well, we have new economic news. Bidenomics, in effect, working one more time for the American people. We'll get into the details of that coming up in just a second. Hey, have you fed your dog yet today? Yeah? And how'd your your dog like it? If they liked it, how much nutritional good do you think it's doing them? If it's kibble food, the unfortunate answer is probably not all that much. Just like your body, your dog's body is instinctively searching for things that will make them healthier and happier. So the question is, since you're the owner, what can you do to make it better? Well, the answer you're looking for, the answer I found with my dog and Glenn found with his dog is Rough Greens. Glenn's dog wouldn't eat, really. Uh, Didn't really enjoy food until he started sprinkling Rough Greens on top of it. My dog wouldn't eat her food uh, after we started Rough Greens without the Rough Greens being on top. It's not a dog food, it's a dog food supplement developed by naturopathic doctor Dennis Black. He's just sprinkle on your dog's food. Ground food is dead food. You want the greens. You name it. If it's healthy for your dog, it's probably in Rough Greens. Now, Rough Greens is so confident that your dog is going to love it. They have a special deal for you. Go to roughgreens.com slash Beck or call 833-GLEN33 and they're going to give you your first trial bag free. That's right. Free. All you have to do is pay the shipping or call 833-GLEN33. That's 833-GLEN33. Give them a call today. Shipping is free. Actually, that's all you pay is the shipping. The bag is free. (laughs) Welcome. (laughs) I just just inverted it, which kind of defeated the whole purpose. Something's free. (laughs) Just remember that. Uh, welcome, Pat. <clears throat> Thank you. Good uh, to be here. Good to see you. Um, I hope you're, I mean, obviously you're in a mode of celebration. Oh, obviously. Because Bidenomics is here. And working so tremendously well. So isn't it? it is. Yeah. I mean, what do you want from this man? What does he have to do for you to finally understand how good he's been as president of the United States? Yeah. You know, you know? sometimes your opponent gives you a gift. <clears throat> I, let me give you an example of this. Uh, closing moments of the Super Bowl, New England Patriots, Seattle Seahawks. Mm-hmm. Marshawn Lynch, the running back for the Seattle Seahawks at the time, one of the best short yardage running backs in the NFL. Mm-hmm. The Seahawks are on the one yard line at the end of the Super Bowl. Should be able to get a yard. Get a yard, right? You mm-hmm. got multiple chances at it. Yeah. You got to give it a shot. Well, we'll never know. Instead, they decide to throw a pass. Russell Wilson throws an interception. They lose the Super Bowl. Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. This is the level of gift we have been given yeah. by Joe Biden when he himself <laughs> decided to coin his economic record as Bidenomics. <laughs> right? Like, it wasn't us doing it to him. Like, Obamacare, we did to to the other side. We said... This is called Obamacare. They said, no, it's the, what was it? The Affordable Care Act. Affordable Care Act. Mm-hmm. And we said, no, it's Obamacare. And that led to the largest landslide election in our history, in 100 years at least at mm-hmm. the time, in 2010? 
if I'm thinking back correctly, the, the Tea Party wave, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Obamacare was a big part of that. That it was, it, it, you know, this really unpopular program was kind of stuck on him. Right. Now, of course, once it became a giveaway, it's now sort of reversed in its popularity and it's not nearly as negative as it was back then uh, in polling. But the, the that's because it's a it's almost a give a giveaway. It's like yeah. a handout. And once happens. you start doing handouts, people become addicted to it. Social Security, for instance, which isn't a handout because you pay into it your whole life. But yes. yeah, I mean, there's asterisk skull over that statement. Yeah. But I do. Yes. I, know, I know what you're saying. Yes. <laughs> but you, it's, it's when you start a welfare program or a program right. that it, it gives people great deals. You're never going to be able to take it back. Yeah, well, it's never. free stuff. Yeah. You know, um, and that is something that always invades. This is why we fought so hard against it back in 2009 and 2010. And honestly, all the way up until 2000, what, 17, 18, because that was when, you know, of course, President Trump ran on repealing it. Uh, They weren't able to get that across the finish line, unfortunately. And now we're sort of stuck with it. And of course, now people have factored it into their lives, right? They've, they've made it part of their budgets, that they've made it part of their lives. Now, this is totally not what I planned on talking about here, but a, a new um, chart just came out about healthcare costs. And remember all the talk about bending the cost curve? Do yeah. you remember this yeah. conversation? Yeah, and it was going to lower the payments per family, $2,500 a year. $2,500 a year. And of course, that didn't happen. It didn't go down $2,500 a year. But their argument was, well, no, what we mean is uh, it's $2,500 less than it would have been, right? Less than the cost curve, right? Eventually, you'll see that. And they went on and on and on about that, trying to make you believe it. And of course, the media, at every step of the way, told you you should believe it. Mm -hmm. But here now we have the results. In 2008... The average U.S. family health insurance premium was uh, $13,000. In 2010, it was $14,000. So it was going up $1,000, about $500 a year mm-hmm. right, in that stretch. Then Obamacare came in. We were told it was going to be $2,500 uh, less. In 2010, it was $14,000. 2012, $16,000. 2014, $17,000. 2016, $18,000. 2000, oh 2016, excuse me, $18,000. 2018, <sighs> $20,000, 2020, $21,000, $2022, $22,000. It's now double almost. I mean, it's about 60% higher than it was when Obamacare passed. My gosh. It has gone up and up oh and up gosh. and up and up and up. And if you look at the chart, mm. it's you could see that the years previous going up at a pretty steep increase. And then after Obamacare, what you see is it going up at almost exactly the same level of increase, maybe a little more. Mm-hmm. This is a failure, but it was a, it was something that we tried to pin on Obama, right? Intentionally. Mm-hmm. We said it at the time, like we want people to remember this was this guy doing this to us. Right. Similarly, if we were strategizing about the 2024 election, we might say to each other, Hey, I want people to remember this is Joe Biden's plan for our country, our economic future is locked up in, let's come up with a term for it, Bidenomics. Mm -hmm. That is absolutely something that could have happened. However, it is not what happened. What happened was Joe Biden, who is obviously either completely senile or a moron, decided to take... It's both. He's both. Both. Okay, Mm -hmm. thank you for clarifying Mm -hmm. that. Decided to take credit for this. 
He was like, when you think about what's happening to you in this economy, think about me. It's Bidenomics. I did this to you. Mm -hmm. I mean, it is one of the biggest gifts in history, in, in the history of politics. We've never seen anything like this. No one takes responsibility for their failures. That's, that's the opposite of what you're supposed to do in politics. And yet they lie so much. They make it seem like it's a huge success. He'll, he'll often stop in the middle of a speech about the things he's accomplished. And he'll say, and they, they gave me the name Bidenomics for my plan. They didn't mean it as a compliment. But guess what? It's working. I mean, how many times has he done that? He's done that line over and over and over and over again. And it's, as, wait, it's working? I'm glad this is them taking responsibility. He's also, and this is wow. a very common trait from Joe Biden, when he wants to name himself something, mm -hmm. he acts as if other people have named yes. him that thing. Middle class Joe. Middle class Joe, lunchbox, lunchbox Joe. Mm -hmm. he, oh, people always call me middle... This is back when he had some energy. People uh, always call me <laughs> middle class Joe. Uh, I didn't mean it as a compliment. <laughs> but I took it as one. And nobody ever called him middle, middle class Joe. No one. Except him. There was literally the person. mainstream media stories talking about how no one had ever called him middle class <laughs> Joe publicly until he called himself middle class Joe publicly. Yep. No one. It had never occurred. No one <laughs> would ever call him that. It's That's a stupid so nickname, but he yeah. wanted you to think he's middle class. Mm -hmm. He wanted you to think he's blue collar. He wanted you to think, oh, he's just a union guy, happened to get this guy. job as, as president of the United States. Yep. And the same thing happens here. No one called it Bidenomics. He said, you know what? We should own this. And there were some left-wing economists who were saying, ah, maybe we're looking at this economy wrong and, and things are actually more positive. A lot of that's gone away now. But he jumped on the fray at that into the fray at that time and decided to just embrace it. And now it's burning him. I mean, look at the polls on it. You know, yeah. Donald Trump leads Joe Biden on this issue by more than 20 points. Mm. And this is just one of the things. It's not nearly as bad as the border stuff, which is even worse for Biden. But it is, you know, something where he's failed over and over and over again. Yeah. I'm sorry, did you just say the border has failed? Well, Apparently you've not listened to people like Alejandro Mayorkas. The border, the border is secure. Okay, oh. did you not hear that? Oh my gosh, no, you know what, I did miss that. Okay. Because well, I, I happened to I, see thousands of people just yesterday right. streaming across <clears throat> the border. We actually have a look at that, uh, I oh. think. If, so if you're yeah. watching on Blaze TV, here's how that looks. It's... You it's might say, wondrous. did they just put Taylor Swift tickets on sale? No. <laughs> no. That's people, thousands of them, just rushing our border. Look at that. That was in El Paso last night. It's incredible. And, Pat, honestly... It's outrageous. All right. If, wow. If, if I told you, if you squinted a little bit, because some of the details are a little different, but if I, you squinted a little bit and I said, hey, that's the Ukraine-Poland border a year and a half ago. Mm. Would you be surprised? The no. only thing about it is the Poland situation was more organized. <laughs> uh, like that is, it's a yeah. catastrophe. Yeah. It's impossible to describe how bad this has been on the border. And that's not even, mm -hmm. that's just another one of the problems. The border, interestingly, Pat, gives him worse polling results than even like the Afghanistan withdrawal. 
which is mm. a known catastrophe. Jeez. <laughs> right? Yes. So this has been an ongoing disaster from the day he walked into <laughs> office until today. They have nothing. They have seemingly no ability to do anything. And the one step where you might say, okay, well, maybe, look, they're taking a step in the right direction at least. They're going to build 20 miles of, of wall. That's great. I don't believe that he cares about the border, but okay, maybe, maybe, I don't know, maybe he's trying to change his ways. Nope. He wants you to know he had nothing to do with it. He wants you to know yeah. that actually walls don't work. He wants you to know that he was forced into doing this by Congress, even though Mayorkas, his own guy, is saying there's an acute need for this at the border. <laughs> and all of this adds up to a, a complete failure of a presidency. Yep. If this election is about Joe Biden, I don't think there's any way he can win it. The only way he can win it is to make it about something else. Obviously, their target right now is to make it about Donald Trump getting arrested a million times. You know, again, will that work? I don't know. They've tried these things before and they don't seem you know, and they've missed before with these predictions. But the we did get the new unemployment rate, uh, the new unemployment report today, Pat. And uh, it's so bizarre. We're in such a weird time. We added way more jobs than was expected. Three hundred and thirty six thousand jobs added in uh, September. This is above the. A, a prediction of 170,000. Mm. So, I mean, almost double yeah. what they were expecting, economists were expecting. Now, they consistently miss on these predictions, so we shouldn't be too shocked by that. But again, it just shows that their efforts behind the scenes to try to raise rates to calm the economy, calm the process of all this hiring and uh, wages going up and all these things uh, aren't working. Their efforts mm -hmm. to stop the negative effects that they created by spending trillions of dollars and, and, and trying to fight inflation, it's not working very well. And if you really look at the details of the report, you get a, a different picture. Because you could say, oh, wow, 336,000 jobs. This sounds That's pretty, pretty good. great, right? Like, yeah. I mean, I, I hate to say that a bunch of new people getting jobs is a bad thing. I mean, I, 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 I'm rooting for people to get jobs if they want them. That's great. But when you look at the details of the report, uh, the huge job number was uh, powered by the sectors we've been uh, used to seeing outperform in recent months. This is from the New York Times. So this is what's fueled it. This is what we've seen outperform in recent months. Mm -hmm. uh, leisure and hospita hospitality added 96,000 jobs, led by employment in bars and restaurants. Now, look, we've all had jobs, most of us. Pat Gray being a radio star at like 14 years old might be the exception. But generally speaking, we've all had jobs um, doing leisure and hospitality work. It's good, honest work. There's nothing wrong with it. Mm -hmm. And I have no doubt in my mind that people are drinking a lot more under Joe Biden. So bars, <laughs> I can see why you'd need a lot of employees at bars. Yes. But this is not an economy. This is not our, our pushing into the future of the economy, right? Yeah. And then secondarily, it's uh, government hiring. Up 73,000 of these jobs. Oh, wow. 73,000 of them. Big That's government. The, both those two categories just by themselves are the entire overperformance yeah. in the job market. So I don't know. Is this as positive as people are trying to make it out to be? I would argue no. I would argue no. All right. We got much more on this and, and other wonderful accomplishments from this administration coming up in just a minute. If you look in the mirror and you see dark spots, you don't like them too much, you know, you want to get rid of them. They don't tend to go away on their own, but there is good news. The best in skincare, GenuCell, is here with the dark spot corrector right in time 
for all this, uh, you know, getting into the holidays. You want to look your best in the holidays. Dark Spot Corrector has not just one, but three cutting edge ingredients. It goes to work fast to target sunspots, dark spots, liver spots, and even discoloration on both your face and your hands. You'll be amazed at how quickly you'll see results. You can enjoy uh, the holidays, uh, and of course, you don't have to deal with the in- embarrassing spots. With GenuCell, you'll see the results or your money back, no questions asked. Go to GenuCell.com right now, get your dark spot corrector, plus the best-selling ultra retinol moisturizer with powerful retinol or, uh, alternative. Uh, visit GenuCell.com slash Beck right now for the amazing uh, deals they've got going on now. Over 70% off GenuCell's most popular package, free shipping, free returns, and the best luxury skincare you've ever used. All at 70% off. Go to GenuCell.com slash Beck. It's GenuCell.com slash Beck. They've got all orders, uh, including a mystery luxury gift as well, while supplies last. Check it out now. It's G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com slash Beck. 10 seconds, station ID. It's Pat and Stu for Glenn today, Triple Eight. 727-B-E-C-K. The amazing jobs report. Uh, What was it? 360,000 new jobs added in September, I think it was. 366. 366. Even better than uh, I thought. Um, And yet, it's not not good for interest rates and all that. The Fed is saying now, oh, we need to cool down this uh, economy a little bit. So we need to raise rates again. Weird. It's kind of a weird situation to me. Yeah, it is. and, and the fact that they admit that, wait, the economy's too good. Too many people are working. Now, of course, does anyone actually believe that? I mean, I, no one no. believes that the economy is too good right now. <laughs> That's not <laughs> something that people actually Well, it's think. on fire and we need to cool it down. Yeah. No, we, we, I mean, look, the problem is not that it's too good, is that it's too bad when it comes to inflation. Mm-hmm. Now, when you have a, a, mm-hmm. an economy that has a high inflation, you're going to get uh, you know, uh, you're going to get wages going up. Now, the problem is they're not going up as fast as inflation. So that's a problem, right? That's mm-hmm. not good for you. Hey, my pay, my pay is going up. My hourly pay is going up. But at the same time, my the price of eggs and milk and bread and housing and new cars and all the things that make up inflation are going up faster. So that doesn't make people feel good. They mm-hmm. remember they, they still remember the days back in 2019 when things were sanely priced. This may surprise you, but uh, at the cookie company that I own, we use a lot of those products. Uh, really? Like butter. You put butter we, in we Kexi put, cookies? We put butter in them. Yeah. Really? I, yeah. I never detected the slightest hint I, of butter. I know, right? I mean, they weigh four pounds <laughs> each, but I had never... I, <laughs> There's also some sugar. You know, really? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh-huh. I would have never guessed. I thought it was all vitamins inside. <laughs> I know a lot of people think that. Yeah. Like, no. How do you make these vitamins taste so good? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's and weird. that's the key. Apparently, sugar we cover and butter. them up in butter and sugar. <laughs> <laughs> and you can obtain those by going to kexi.com, uh, K-E-K-S-I.com. You should try them out. They're delicious. They're really delicious. But the thing is, it is staggering how much all of all of these goods and and services have gone up. I mean, butter is through the roof. Sugar is through the flour. Yeah, you think why is flour going? Well, I think that's partly Ukraine for for one thing, mm. but it's it's other factors as well, and it's Biden's screw ups that are causing the prices of food to skyrocket. And you know, they claim it's seven percent or whatever. It's way more than that. It's it's been compounded yearly now. And so from the time that he took office until now, 
I, I don't even know what the markup is, but it's huge. Yeah. It's we sh- huge. We should go over that a little we bit should. more because this is something that the left loves to do. It's like inflation's going down. What's your freaking problem, peasants? Right. 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 Like, what, what, do you mean? what do you mean? That's not how this works. No. I mean, look, it's better than it going up. Yeah. It's, right. When it's not 9%, it's better if it's 4%. Yeah. But the 4% is still an increase. Yes. And, and it's an increase over previous increases. We should go through this a little bit because <laughs> yeah, this is something that. the media tries to oh, over and over and over. manipulate you with. Mm-hmm. They keep telling you, why are you complaining? Do you believe these people? They just keep complaining about the economy. They don't understand that, that inflation is going down. And... Well, uh, you know what? Actually, the people understand a hell of a lot better than these economists in this mm-hmm. situation. They're the ones having mm-hmm. to deal with this on a daily basis, not the people, you know, at uh, you know Harvard who are giving us these reports telling us how wonderful things are. Actual people have to live actual lives, buying actual things, and that's where the impact is felt. Uh, so we'll get into that here in a second. It's triple eight seven twenty seven B E C K triple eight seven twenty seven Beck. It's Pat and Stu in for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. The Glenn Beck Program. Are you prepared for the unexpected? It is only a matter of time before you're out of warranty on your vehicle and your vehicle's in the shop costing you thousands of dollars. If that unexpected breakdown happened today, would you be ready? Well, you can be with a plan through CarShield. Since I called CarShield, I don't have to worry about repair bills. I have a couple of trucks that are 8, 10 years old plus. CarShield administrators have taken care of absolutely everything when one of them has broken down. Your car is more than just getting you from point A to point B. Cars are essential, and CarShield offers protection plans to fit every budget and include 24-7 roadside assistance, courtesy towing, and rental car eligibility. So call CarShield now. Save 20% off your plan, and you'll Always be prepared for the unexpected. 800-227-6100 or go to carshield.com slash back. 800-227-6100. 800-227-6100. Carshield.com slash back. Save 20% now. As the mainstream media perpetuates the left's insanity, we're helping you fight back one truth at a time. More Glenn Beck next. It's Pat and Stu for Glenn today. Uh, so, Stu, what do you make of the uh, Speaker of the House situation? Are you excited that Donald Trump has said he'd do it temporarily for 30, 60, or 90 days, if, he, if necessary? 30, 60, or 90. 30, up 60, to 90. Or up uh, to 90 days, he would be willing to do it. I think as a host of a conservative talk show, we are legally required to discuss Donald Trump as mm. a House Speaker. Like, mm-hmm. whether mm-hmm. he wants it or not, we have to always, it always has to be brought up, and then we always have to talk about it. Yes. And every other time it's been brought up, it seemed like such a ridiculous suggestion. Mm-hmm. You know, look, Donald Trump is a lot of things. A process guy. He's not. He is not. This is not his specialty. Yeah. You know, he's just not the guy... He doesn't. He doesn't bother with all of these little details of how these laws are made and pushed through. That's he's just got not people what he does. Will do that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's know. not his thing. Yeah, uh, he's a you know, much more of a big picture guy, as we all know. Um, but of course, he is the. On the other hand, somebody who does seem to turn the Republican Party from a bunch of different factions into one one opinion. Mm. <laughs> his mm-hmm. and they mm-hmm. all seem to listen to him. They all seem to be scared of him. 
um, you know, that's just the way it is. So in a way, the speaker really needs to have that. You need to have someone who feels like you're going to have consequences if you screw up. And I think Donald Trump would certainly bring that to the table. I, I think you could argue, well, why would he want to do this? What is the Yeah, he's got a lot of point? irons in the fire right now. Yeah, he's got a lot going on. Yeah. So I, although I did think of this, tough. correct me if I'm wrong on this, Pat, if you see this differently, but in a way, it's almost a really inexpensive campaign. He'd be on mm-hmm. TV all the time. Yep. He'd be in the middle of every news story, even more than he is now. And he wouldn't have to go to all these states. He wouldn't have to do all this travel. He wouldn't have to spend all this money. He'd kind of just be able to sit back and they'd have to cover everything that he's doing. And so I can see it from sure. that perspective as like an interesting thing. Obviously, could it go badly? Sure. But, you know, he has a way of talking his way out of that stuff. You know, what would be the coolest part of it, though is if he were the Speaker of the House during the State of the Union address by Joe Biden. So he's seated directly behind Biden during Biden's speech to the nation. Yeah. Oh, my god. That would be fun. I didn't think of that. How much fun would that be? (laughs) Oh, the faces faces he'd make. He'd bring props. Yeah. I mean, that would be a... I will say, he should do it at least for that week. Yes, he should. Yes, he (laughs) should. Just for that. that, I will say that would be amazing. They should carve that out. (laughs) No matter what, he's the Speaker of the House that week. (laughs) I like that. Like, if you have a Speaker... Like, let's say, I don't know, uh, Jim Jordan gets it or Steve Scalise gets it. Mm-hmm. They should, because they, what they do when they become Speaker of the House is they submit a list of people that they would want to be Speaker if something happens to them. If they're incapacitated in some way, you need a temporary right. person. That's why, was it McHenry is currently yes. the, the, the Speaker yep. uh, or the interim Speaker. He was the secretive uh, Speaker pro tem. Right. So mm-hmm. they don't tell anybody who that is, but there's a list of people. Hey, go to this person first, go to this person after this. And so he's the guy that's up there now. But if you were to put Donald Trump at the top of that list and then... <laughs> Just like the Speaker of the House takes a vacation, like, you know, uh, Scalise or whatever, just goes overseas for the for the day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we need a backup. Who is it? Uh, the oh, first name, Donald Trump. Come on in that? for the speech. That would be hilarious. So great. Be Actually, so what they great. should do is put Taylor Swift back there that everyone would watch. <laughs> 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 that's the... That's she's too play. busy screwing up the NFL, though. Yes. Yeah. She screwed I, up politics already. Uh-huh. Uh, she, I mean, look, I know people have different opinions in this. Mm-hmm. She screwed up music before that. I'm not a huge fan. <laughs> uh, but that's me. She right. looks like a cat. We've, we've discussed that earlier uh, this week. It's, again, no no knock on her. I mean, a lot of no. people think cats are, are attractive. There's adorable cats. Adorable cats. Adorable. People have posters of cats hanging in their house. It's yeah. not a knock. It's, yeah. it's just, you know, she's you know 78% feline. It's not, it's not really... <laughs> I mean, you could do it with a DNA test or we could just look. The bottom line is, you know, that's just my opinion of her. But if you put her behind there, then no one would pay attention to anything Biden said, which mm-hmm. also might be the case if Trump was back there, which might not be the best thing. Because as we were talking about with the economy, it's good when people are talking about Joe Biden. Yes. That is good. Yes. It's bad when people are talking about anything other than Joe Biden, because Joe right. Biden has been a catastrophe. We were talking yeah. about this before, uh, Pat. Uh, on the economy and we were going to talk about inflation a little bit more and there's a there's a story that came out in the i think it was the wall street journal um earlier this week let's see if i can find it real quick but they were talking about inflation and like 
it's it shouldn't be that big of a, a a situation to understand but the media has done such a good job at hiding why this is bad yeah everyone understands prices going up are bad but what people don't understand in the media is essentially there's a view by economists that you can just have this inflation go up by a lower percentage from year to year and people should turn around and be happy. Hey, this is getting under control. It's coming down. That's good. And it is better than the worst. But that is Joe Biden's argument mm-hmm. on so many topics. Yeah. Hey, we're better than the worst you've ever seen. And by the way, we're also responsible for the worst you've ever seen. Yes. And that's not a good argument. Gas prices, another example of that. The border, another example of that. Mm-hmm. It, except that they don't even have that on the border because it's worse. Last month was, I believe, the worst on record. Yeah. But in six months from now, there's a good chance it comes down by 10% and then they're on there bragging about it again. Yeah. Right? Like, yes. w- this is that they do all the time. Uh, the headline from the Wall Street Journal, why consumers are mad about inflation even though it has fallen. And it's true because people don't realize that or the the media is at least assuming that the average person doesn't realize how this statistic works so like if you start out with something that costs a hundred dollars and you have a year where it goes up all sorts of concerns it goes up 30 percent so whatever you were buying before this basket of stuff is now a hundred from goes from a hundred dollars to a hundred and thirty dollars and you freak out right hundred and thirty dollars for this crap i was buying this for a hundred dollars just last year Mm-hmm. normal thing for people to do prices are going way up $130 for the same thing I spent $100 on before I'm very angry about that right mm-hmm. and then next year let's say inflation only goes for it goes from 30% down to 10% okay well, what does that mean that means that it doesn't go down to uh, $110 <laughs> right it goes to $143 so now you're spending $143 on the same thing that you remember spending $100 on and they're telling you, well, it's gone down from 30 to 10%. How are you not happy, you peasant? <laughs> it's like, well, we're not happy because we were mad at $130. And now we're it's even 143. more mad at 143 yeah. And then it goes down, you know, the next year it goes, uh, goes oh, well, now it's only 5% inflation. Well, now I'm paying $150 mm-hmm. for the same thing that I paid $100 for. And that yeah. is why they can't turn this narrative around. What you would want is prices to go down if they started approaching one 110 mm-hmm. right if they were at 110 115 people might say well i paid 130 last year now i'm paying 115 sure it's still higher than the hundred dollars we started with but it's not that bad yeah you would get that reaction you kind of got that reaction with gas prices because yes. gas prices did follow that narrative it went up to five dollars came down to four and everyone's like hallelujah mm-hmm. you're like well wait a minute you're paying 190 when trump left office Mm-hmm. but here mm-hmm. now in this situation it's of course creeping back up to four i mean I, I, it's i don't know what the the average national price is i don't know if you know off the top of your head but it's four bucks here yeah in, in, in texas, texas it's seven dollars so, plus in, in gavin newsom's california yeah which he blames only partially on himself which i guess is, an, is the new way we excuse things ah it's only partially my fault i it used to be that people would say it's actually not my fault it's here are the reasons he's just like well i mean sure two-thirds of it are my fault but the other third isn't me whatever uh but uh you know prices are are really really high once again when it comes to gas 
uh, prices have been going up. And now we're starting to see the other side of this where prices get so high and rates are so high, you're going to you're looking at what could be a uh, housing crash or a housing crisis. And I was talking to a, a friend of mine who's a real estate agent uh, the other day and he said uh, he works in a you know a nice town in in Texas and they have uh, it's a place where people want to move. And he said a year ago they sold 22 houses in this town. 22 houses in a month. Two months ago, they sold uh, 12. Mm. Uh, one month ago, they sold nine. And last month, they sold three. Ooh. So year to year is 22 to three. Wow. That's a big slowdown. Yeah, that's so, bad. And, and you look mm. at the, the details of this. How could you move? If you bought a house in a period before, let's say, 2021... You're looking at yourself, if, unless you absolutely have to move, you're saying, I have this mortgage rate set where it is at 3% or something. If I move, I'm going to be paying 7%. Mm -hmm. So I can move for the same price into half the house. Mm -hmm. Why would I do that? I'm going to stay here and guard this mortgage as if it's one of my children. <laughs> I will never let it go. I will never move. I will stay here forever. And... Then you have a situation where, on the other side, people are saying, well, this house price is maybe okay, but when you factor in the interest rate, the payment's so high, it seems way out of my price range, so I don't want to do anything. And so both, neither side of the transaction wants to actually move forward. That seems mm. to be a problem. It is a problem. And what do they want to do after today's report? Raise rates. Yep. Exactly right. That's going to be great. Exactly right. What could possibly go wrong, Pat? And according to this, uh, the average price of gas in the U.S. Um, from U U.S. retail gas price is currently at three ninety six. Three ninety six. That's down from four dollars last week, supposedly, but up from three seventy seven a year ago. And just to give you a sense of what that means, I'm looking at the chart going back to nineteen ninety two. It's oh, okay. basically the highest it has ever been. <laughs> With the exception of the blip in 2022, uh, the summer of 22, where it hit 496. That little mountain is wow. the only thing standing above where we are right at the second. My gosh. And that's not a story that the, the media is covering. No, they're not saying, not oh my all. gosh, the prices are so high. Nope. They're still talking about how they're lower than the one-month period or two-month period back last summer when it was even higher. But like, if you're a presidential mm -hmm. candidate and your argument to people is, Hey, remember we did a really terrible job before and prices went really out of control. Well, since then, it's slightly better, but still tied for the worst <laughs> of all time from before I went into office. Like, that's uh -huh. not an argument you want to make. Doesn't seem like it. You'd kind of run from that one, right? You don't yeah. put that one on your resume. No. Yet it's one of the lead arguments for, the, for Bidenomics. It's incredible. All right, 888-727-BECK. More Pat and Stu for Glenn coming up. This is the Glenn Beck Program. My Pillow is having a closeout sale on their Percal sheets. Mike Lindell continues to give back to you with deals on his most popular products. You've heard me talk about my slippers and the Giza Dream Sheets and the My Pillow 2.0, but the latest sale is on their popular Percal sheets. 
These sheets are available in a variety of colors and sizes included in the closeout sale. The queen size sheets regularly retail for $89.98, but now they're $35. Use the promo code BECK. The MyPillow Per Cal sheets are breathable, have cool, crisp feel to them. They have deep pockets to fit over any mattress and are extremely durable and machine washable. Limited supply, so now's the time to stock up for the whole family. Just go to MyPillow.com, MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener special square. Get the MyPillow Per Cal sheets for as low as $25 for a twin set, 35 bucks for the queen set. Deal's not going to last long. Enter the promo code BECK, 1-800-966-3117, MyPillow.com. It's Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program, 888-727-BECK. Uh, wow, we're just trying to figure out the situation with the weird flip-flopping Democrats. Of course, Republicans have done their share of flip-flopping as well, but it's really amazing when you sit back and watch the positions of Democrats today who, uh, we were just talking about the fact that uh, Harry Reid used to be a big hawk on the border. Yeah. Was really (laughs) pissed off that illegals were flowing across the border back in the 90s and even into the early 2000s. And then, of course, he and his whole party completely changed. Switched. They don't care about the border at all anymore. No. It's it's fine when millions cross the border illegally every year. Yeah, their justification back then was labor-related. They they, they were protecting unions, essentially. Yes. um, Because that was the thing that mattered that day. Mm -hmm. And then, all of a sudden, it was, well, we can't be mean to people who look differently, or whatever their justification is for letting people flow across the border. Right. Sanctuary city, sanctuary city, sanctuary city. Mm-hmm. And so they've all, they all changed. They thought that was going to increase their power base because they mm-hmm. figured all these people are going to vote for them now. Yep. Because they're friendly to them. Mm-hmm. The, and even maybe a weirder situation is is the war hawk deal. Oh How my did, gosh, when that did is Democrats so become war weird. hawks? Yeah. That is really bizarre our entire lives it's been the opposite where they all said every war they came up with they that was you know debated they would mm-hmm. always be they were opposed to it yeah you know sometimes they'd eventually like they voted for the iraq war but yeah. they always yeah. they turned on it quickly yep. they acted as if things were happening there that weren't they said they that, didn't want to be reminded that mm-hmm. they voted for the iraq war no no they ran from it like crazy yes and now they are like i mean and it's not just the politicians this was so bizarre about it you look at like the polling on this, the people who approve the funding for Ukraine, it's like it's Democrats or something like 70% approval. I, and it's bizarre. like, wait a minute, what? Why? Why? Wait, I remember, you know, go back to the Reagan era if you want. Mm-hmm. I remember the conservatives being the ones that were against Russia, the, 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 the Soviet Union at the time. The left-wing senators were visiting them. Yeah. Yes. Like, I mean, this yes. was, they Didn't, were vacationing uh, there. Sanders did his honeymoon. Honeymoon. In the Soviet Union. <laughs> and crazy. now it's like, oh, we have to fund the oh, Ukraine yeah, war. It's the most, important, the most thing. important thing ever. And it's like, how does this happen? I, I, you realize when you really think about it that they in Washington are not like us. Like, I feel like we make decisions and we stick with them unless there's new evidence that changes our mind, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's how you're supposed... I thought that's how you're supposed to operate. For them, it just seems to be, well, what's in front of me at this at this moment? Exactly. What did Trump say? Oh, let's do the opposite. Like, that. that is seemingly how all decisions are made these that's days. That's how deep it is. Uh, Democrat Senator, in fact, Michael Bennett of Colorado, has said he'll, he'll force a government shutdown to secure more Ukraine aid. 
mean, that's how bad it is. Mm. The Glenn Beck Program.